Hey Buddha Nation, welcome to the Ecom Show, where we invite e-commerce entrepreneurs, marketers, and agencies to talk about e-commerce, the best strategies and tactics, and what to implement in your own e-com store. Before we jump into this episode, I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic, so it would mean the world to me if you could support us. And now let's jump into the episode. Hello everyone, here is Danny Abudai with a new episode of the Ecom Show. And today I'm here with Kristen Haynes, and she's the CEO of Mailcon. And this is the largest email marketing conference in the world. They just had their event in April, and uh, she will tell you about this uh, event more. And also today we will talk about the ESP um, ecosystem in e-commerce, Klaviyo, and what you can see currently, what's been trending in this uh, in this field of marketing, and also what trends she can uh, expect to see in the near future. So all of these interesting topics today. Hey, Kristen, how are you today? Good. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, like Daniel said, I'm the CEO of MailCon. I'm also the chief events officer at Finexa. In my both of my roles, I oversee MailCon. Uh, and Finexa's event strategies, marketing, and operations. And for anyone who's unfamiliar with MailCon, we host the world's largest in-person events dedicated to email marketing. Our events provide uh, professional growth, networking, thought leadership opportunities, and they're tailored to connect the global email marketing community under one roof. Now, Finexa is our other solution. It's an all-in-one marketing automation platform that powers MailCon. Finexa includes eight innovative tools, um, including email, SMS marketing, and suppression, suppression list management. Excuse me. It's an excellent solution for performance marketing marketers who are uh, marketing e-commerce products to their own audiences. And so just to tell you a little bit about myself prior to MailCon and Finexa, I uh, helped launch and scale startup e-commerce brands, including Aromatech. Um, where I led the sales and marketing team. Um, Aromatech is, is a uh, e-commerce uh, company that provides scent marketing. Mm -hmm. Great. So thanks for the uh, quick introduction. And uh, let's get into our topics today. So we, basically, we have four topics. And the first would be Clavio. So my agency, and now at this point, thousands of different agencies They've been using Klaviyo and they rely on Klaviyo. And by today, this became probably the number one ESP in e-commerce. So what do you think why Klaviyo could, uh, you know, achieve this success in e-commerce? Especially that this is such a saturated field, at least I think everyone thought that because of MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, different tools. And Klaviyo could still become a huge company and... Uh, as far as I know, they are having their IPO later this year. Yeah, that's a great question. I've actually worked with Clavio personally before. Um, I think that Clavio's uh, customer-centric focus, their integration capabilities, data insight, 
user-friendly interface, all of those things could help it become a leading e-commerce ESP in the market. Its platform is designed to help e-commerce businesses of all sizes build stronger relationships with their customers through personalized marketing campaign. Um, and the advanced segmentation and automation features enable e-commerce businesses to deliver tailored messages to specific customer segments, which help increase engagement, conversion, and customer lifetime value. Now, Clavio also uh, integrates with a lot of popular e-commerce platforms, including Shopify, Magento, BigCommerce, WooCommerce. These integrations give uh, e-commerce companies a unified view of their customer data and history, which can help them create more targeted marketing campaigns. So the platform overall, like it provides a wealth of data-driven insights, um, real-time analytics, revenue tracking, customer behavior metrics, which can help marketers make more informed decisions to optimize their campaign, uh, campaign performance. So the combination of all these features gives it, uh, gives it an edge over some of the other solutions on the market. Mm -hmm. Great. Um, so... Uh, the next thing would be like, what are the major uh, ESPs on the market now in uh, 2023? And what are the pros and cons of the different tools? Could you mention, at, let, let's say at least three um, of these email platforms and what you can see? Yeah, absolutely. So there's many email service providers available and each has its own pros and cons. A few of the more popular ESPs that come to my mind are MailChimp, Constant Contact, um, Send in Blue, uh, as well as Clavio, which I can touch a little bit more on if you'd like. Um, but before I go into detail about these pros and cons specifically, I'd like to note that as a marketing professional, I don't have experience working with every single one of the platforms. Um, so I've compiled this information or, you know, based off of my thoughts based off of Captera, G2 Crowd, based off of MailCon audience feedback as well. Um, MailChimp is an ESP that I've worked with extensively. This is one of the most popular ESPs for small businesses. It's very user-friendly. Um, it has drag-and-drop drag templates, automation features. Um, it also has a free plan for up to 2,000 subscribers, which makes it a very great option for small businesses. Now, the pricing can be a little bit expensive if you work with very large email lists. And some users have reported issues with the automation functionality, um, which I've never experienced personally. My only notable con with MailChimp is its customer support. It can be very difficult to uh, get in touch with anyone, let alone um, you know, get communication back if you're experiencing real-time issues. Constant Contact, that's another popular ESP for small businesses. Constant Contact um, offers a range of features, including customizable templates similar to MailChimp. They also have automation workflows, list management tools. Um, a great feature is its advanced uh, campaign performance reporting. Um, it also can be, a con would be, it also can be a little bit higher priced if you're working with larger email lists. And some users have also reported that there's limitations with the customization and automation features. Personally, I've never worked with Constant Contact other than on a thought leadership standpoint through mail con events. Um, but overall, it, it's a it's a very popular and uh, easy to use platform. 
Send in Blue is also a go-to ESP for smaller businesses. Um, it ranges from its features range from email to SMS, automation workflows. It also provides a free plan for up to 300 emails a day. Um, you know, however, I would say some of the cons are limitations with list management features and some integration design and reporting limitations have been reported by users. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting that you mentioned that both Constant Contact and MailChimp, it's very startup friendly MailChimp is free until 2000 contacts but once the list gets bigger it's actually quite expensive exactly. and, uh, do you think it's uh, better to shift to a different platform beyond a certain size uh, maybe once they hit the mid market size or even even bigger absolutely i think MailChimp is better for b2b companies mm -hmm. uh, i also you know when if you're if you're, you have an e-commerce store and you're working and you're building out your email list, Klaviyo is a great solution. Um, just like I said earlier, Klaviyo's ESP focuses on e-commerce e businesses and it provides really good features for segmentation, automation, and data-driven insights. And it very easily integrates with other platforms. Now, MailChimp and Constant Contact, they also um, have those integration capabilities. Um, however, if you're you're actively growing your subscriber list and you want a more scalable platform, there are quite a few other solutions in addition to Klaviyo that might be better for your businesses. And these are just a few examples of many ES. There are so many ESPs on the market. When you're choosing an ESP, it's really important to consider factors such as pricing, features, ease of use, integration capabilities to find the best fit for your business. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, there are so many out there and uh, I know it's very hard to find the best fit for a small business. Regarding Sendinblue, I have the least experience with that platform. And uh, do you have any information about, you know, for, for what niche you would recommend this platform? Yeah, Sendinblue is a go-to ESP for small businesses. Um, you know, like I mentioned, it's similar to Constant Contact and uh, MailChimp. Um, but it has more, um, it, it has SMS features uh, as well. Uh, another popular e-commerce solution, um, in addition to Klaviyo, it, that integrates with Shopify and Magento is Campaign Monitor. Um, it mm -hmm. has a range of other tools. Uh, its key features are customizable templates, automation workflows, and detailed reporting features. Like MailChimp, it is uh, high in price if you're working with larger email lists, um, and there are some automation limit, automation and integration limitations uh, with Campaign Monitor. Yeah, actually, you mentioned SMS, and I think that's an that's an extra thing. Klaviyo also has this, and even push notifications, but not all platforms they include SMS, and uh, that's also something to consider for a small business nowadays. Exactly. So my next question, what do you think about the e-commerce ESP market at the moment and uh, in the next, let's just say a few months, let's not jump years, just this year, what can we expect? That's a great question. So based off of recent trends, um, I think the market will continue to evolve. Um, one trend that's likely to continue is the growing importance of personalization and automation and email marketing. E-commerce companies and 
are increasingly using data to deliver targeted marketed targeted messages, excuse me, to their customers and ESPs that offer advanced segmentation and automation capabilities are likely to be more successful because they're going to be in a higher demand. Another trend um, to watch is the continued integration of e-commerce platforms with ESPs. Uh, many e-commerce businesses do rely on platforms like Shopify, Magento, WooCommerce, and ESPs that offer seamless integrations with these platforms are going to be better positioned to capture a larger share of the ESP market. Um, in addition to privacy concerns um, around data collection and email marketing practices, this also is becoming more prominent in the e-commerce ESP market, leading to increased scrutiny and regulation of e email marketing practices overall. So um, I think that, that companies that, um, are, or excuse me, e-commerce platforms that are, are making it ease of providing easier uh, use cases for uh, data privacy concerns um, are, are going to have an advantage. Um, and then finally, the COVID pandemic has also accelerated the shift uh, to online shopping. So e-commerce is booming and businesses, e-commerce businesses will likely continue to grow in the coming months. So ESPs that cater specifically to e-commerce businesses are likely to see strong demand and the market's probably uh, going to become more competitive for new player as new players enter the space. Yeah. So I, overall, I think the market will continue to grow and evolve over the next coming months, and it's going to be driven by advancements in personalization, automation, integrations, privacy concern, um, and the continued growth of the e-commerce market overall. Hey, Budai Nation. Welcome to the Ecom Show. I ask you to subscribe to this podcast. And if you like it, make sure you share it with at least one friend. As you probably know, we don't run ads. Our growth is purely organic. So it would mean the world to me if you could support us. I hope we can serve our audience in the best way. And now let's jump into the episode. So in the past few years, we could see that privacy uh, became even more and more important. Uh, we can see new regulations, and so you expect this trend to continue in the in the future. Uh, and and you know, consumers they will become even more aware of their rights and their privacy and and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. I think we're going to continue to see um, increasing concern over data privacy and security. Marketers have to ensure that their email marketing practices are compliant with regulations such as the uh, GDPR and CCPA. And I think that businesses that are prioritizing privacy and security, they'll build more trust with their subscribers, leading to better engagement and higher conversions overall. Mm -hmm. So in the past few years, but this is just my impression, I, I think more and more email platforms, they started focusing on e-commerce. I can see MailChimp doing it more. Klaviyo has been there for a while, but I can see platforms such as Drip. So is it, do you think it's a trend that everyone finds e-commerce more important than, let's say, five, 10 years ago? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said earlier, I think that that's something that was uh, that we've seen a significant growth in e-commerce since the COVID pandemic. All uh, most shopping shifted to online, you know, and like I mentioned, any platform that uh, supports the growth of e-commerce and is scalable um, is probably going to have an edge over other players in the space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So, and, and what trends can we expect to see in the, let's say, in the more, more long term, so in the next few years, um, what, what do you expect? Great question. So if we look at past and current email marketing trends, there are a few topics that are, are crucial and are, are continue to be talked about in email marketing. First, like I mentioned earlier, is personalization. This has really been key, a key trend in email marketing for several years now, and it's likely to continue to be important in the future because with AI, as AI and machine learning continue to improve, brands will have access to more data than ever before. Um, mm -hmm. So they continue to leverage this data to create more personalized and targeted emails, which lead to better engagement and higher conversions. Now, secondly, interactive email is becoming increasingly popular as they offer, uh, interactive emails offer more engaging experiences for subscribers. Uh, so we'll likely see more brands adopt and experiment with interactive elements such as quizzes, polls, surveys, um, and utilizing this type of technology and interactivity to increase engagement rates. Mobile optimization and accessibility are not really new trends, um, but they are crucial aspects of email marketing. More people are accessing their emails, uh, accessing their emails, excuse me, on their mobile devices. So brands that uh, brands have to ensure that their emails are optimized not only for mobile viewing, but they're also accessible for user preference preferences such as dark mode. Um, another, a couple other trends um, I would say are AI and automation. Um, with continued advancements in AI and automation, marketers can create more targeted and personal emails at scale. So AI-powered tools, uh, they can analyze customer behavior and preferences. They can give marketers uh, the ability to send emails that are more relevant to subscribers and create more uh, give them the ability to create more sophisticated drip sequences as well. Um, another trend that comes to mind uh, is, is like we said can, earlier, is increased concern over data privacy and security. Um, I think that we're going to continue to see that trend, you know, into the next coming months and into the, the following years as well. Um, so overall, Email marketing is far from dead. I think we're going to see a lot of uh, it, the market will continue to evolve as technology advances. I think marketers and brands who adapt to these trends are going to be better positioned to succeed in the future, um, as well as the solutions and products that offer capabilities to support them are going to have an advantage um, when it comes to having a larger market share. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I have two related questions. So you mentioned interactive emails, and what can you see? Is it uh, is it underutilized at the moment? Because that's my impression that brands, many of them, they don't even know what it is really, so they just don't use it. Um, Absolutely, I, I would say interactive emails are are underutilized, and I think it's because of their there's not many inbox providers that support interactive emails. Um, there are such as Gmail and Yahoo. Um, but I also think that it's something that 
um, can seem to be intimidating where there are solutions and tools that offer um, drag and drop template builders for interactive emails. Um, and I think as, as those solutions become more popular, we're going to see more brands and marketers start to adopt interactive email. And the other question is, so AI, we are just uh, six months after the release of ChatGPT, so it's still a hot topic. And uh, what, what do you expect from AI and what you don't expect from AI? That's a great question. So I think solutions and tools like ChatGTP are going to help marketers produce more emails or help personalize emails at scale. Um, I think this can be an, for example, I'll use ChatGTP as a um, example as it could, it's excellent for helping curate content, getting ideas for subject line, being able to scrape data from so many or resources from so many different places, uh, makes it a really useful tool in creating campaigns and campaign content. Um, I, seeing how advanced this tool is, being able to um, utilize this and create more personalized campaigns by taking data on a certain customer from multiple or extracting data on a certain customer from multiple different points uh, will enable marketers to create more campaigns that are more relevant to each individual subscriber. So um, I would say we're probably going to see more solutions like chat GTP release specifically for email, we're probably going to see advancements in existing solutions. Um, what I would say I don't see for AI and automation is I don't see it being adopted immediately, um, just because what we've seen when it comes to trends like interactive emails um, is if it's not supported by inbox providers, if it's not very easy to use, um, if it's something that uh, could potentially, um, we don't see a lot of mark. It, it depends on the industry, but there's not a lot of marketers that, uh, it depends on the specific type of industry, um, and what their audience is to, but we see some marketers are, are very quick to adopt, um, and experiment with new email marketing tools and AI and automation, whereas, um, other industries are more stagnant and sticking to, um, to processes that they've worked with and solutions that they work with over the years. So I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be adopted quickly. Um, I think it'll, there will have to be a lot of education around some new tools that come out um, and there will have to be, uh, you know, tools that support them as well. Um, mm -hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And uh, that's interesting. It's interesting that you mentioned that different industries, they have a different pace. And personally, I think e-commerce is one of the more faster-paced industries. And, and, you know, if you are in a different industry, in a more conservative industry, then uh, I don't want to mention industries now, but there are conservative industries. You can learn from e-commerce people, uh, marketers. Exactly. And you know what's really interesting is I think what we've been seeing is that more B2B companies are starting to adopt e-commerce marketing practices. Why? Mm -hmm. Because, uh, like you said, e-commerce is a very 
fast moving industry. Um, it's always, you're always changing to customer behavior and customer preferences. Um, and you're always trying to find the best way to connect with your audience and, and increase conversions as well. So e-commerce methods are very effective. And I think B2B marketers are starting to see that and they're starting to adopt, uh, e-commerce marketing practices and it's uh, effective as well very interesting um so my last question to you today uh, if anyone wants to go to mailcon why they should go to las vegas to this conference can you tell us more about the conference itself yeah absolutely so mailcon is a niche community um basically our events are meant to bring together the best experts in email marketing to talk about trends, uh, to talk about strategies, to talk about deliverability. Um, so our goal is to not just provide the most relevant trending um, and strategies and information in email marketing, but also give our audience access to new technology and tools. So there's a lot of reasons other than um, education to attend MailCon, uh, it's networking. So we work really hard to bring in some of the experts that are really shaping and, and CEOs, founders, uh, marketers who are really shaping email marketing and bring them together in one place. And we tailor our conferences to be very um, personal. So you actually are interacting with people. It's not the type of event where you're gonna go to and you're gonna go up to an exhibit and grab a business card and move on. You're gonna be spending time with these people doing um, you know, relationship building type of activities like golf and bowling and networking. Um, so our events are really tailored to relationship building, but actually like spending time with the people that are shaping and building these products that are changing and creating the future of the email marketing industry as a whole. Um, so as an e-commerce marketer, there's so much to learn and take away. Um, you'll connect with people from all different types of industries, uh, financial services, home services, e-commerce. Um, and especially, it's especially good for um, affiliate marketers who are marketing uh, e-commerce products. Um, there's a lot of different tools and takeaways um, and workshops that uh, people can learn from at MailCon. That sounds great. So pers personalization is important at the conference as well, not just in email marketing. Uh, that's great. Um, so Kristen, thanks a lot for uh, coming here today and uh, answering my questions um, and also introducing your conference. And thank you everyone who listened to us today or will listen to the podcast. Every week we come out with a new episode. And uh, before we leave, so what is the what is the website of the conference where people can find it? Uh, so you can visit mailcon.com. That's M-A-I-L-C-O-N.com. Uh, our event concluded in Las Vegas this past April and we'll be re tentatively releasing our next event information uh, in June or July this year. Um, so stay tuned for that. If you're not uh, subscribed to MailCon's email list, you can sign up through our website and you'll get announcements on our next event. We also do webinars and uh, podcasts as well that we uh, that you can sign up through our newsletter. Amazing. Thank you. And uh, thanks everyone again and uh, have a great day. Thank you so much for having me, Daniel. It's a pleasure.